0: Welcome to the Village Idiot's Podcast. I'm your Dungeon Master, Nathan. With me today, I have Justin. Heyo. Nicole. Sup. And Emily. Hello. We are a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. At the end of every episode, I name the Village Idiot who has to do the recap next episode. Last week's Village Idiot was... It was me. Um, but before we jump into the recap, we have a quick housekeeping thing. At the end of last week's episode, everyone leveled up to level 10. So that I'm not interrupting the story so we can jump right from the recap into what's happening this week, let's have everyone roll for initiative so we can say what you got at level 10. Everyone is now level 10. I crit myself. Oh no. 18. I got a 2 gotcha okay uh emily you were maxine let's go let's go first what 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 would you get when you leveled up miss multi class
1: so i level into rogue again mostly because i feel like that's what she would be leveling up and i don't i don't foresee maxine like practicing uh her music on the side uh i see her practicing her stabbies on the side so i upgraded into rogue again I got a few more hit points, my proficiency bonus has gone up, it's now plus four where it was plus three, and I got something called evasion where when I get hit by a spell that requires a dexterity check I always at least take, I immediately take uh, half damage and if I succeed on the roll then I take no damage, which is fun.
0: Excellent. That's Marques Maxine Monroe, level seven rogue, three bard, human. Yes. Fashionista. <laughs> General asshole <to> people. <laughs> All right, Justin, Pax, you have leveled up to level 10. What have you gotten?
2: I would like to know that as well, because I totally didn't finish doing that a little bit, because... <laughs> There was a little
0: preparation time,
2: but I—I uh, uh,
0: yeah, I, just uh, behind the screens here. I told them like 20 minutes before we started that they leveled up. So yeah, bear being, with them.
2: And being a war domain cleric, I get a lot of divination stuff and spell slots, and there's a lot that goes into it. So I need to do a little bit of
0: housekeeping. So you get some some spell upgrades. You've got get two
2: fifth level spells. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, so that's exciting. Don't worry, I'll keep the, the need for spells to a minimum this week. He said, foreshadowing the fact that there would be lots of spells needed this week. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's Pax, our Deep Elf War Domain Cleric. Torah, mm-hmm. played by Nicole. You also yeah. leveled up to level 10. What did you get?
3: Some more hit points. Uh, I got a new druidic circle feature so my ability to wild shape goes up so that I can do it twice and turn into basically any one of the avatar elementals <laughs> um I'm kind of like an avatar that's fun but I'm always going to forget that I can do that and I got like two more spell slots
0: Awesome. That is Tora, our human druid, level 10, circle of the moon, likes tigers. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So I'm looking for my notes app because I wrote down everything that happened last week. So he wrote uh, down likes tigers. (laughs) No, I wrote down what happened last week's episode because I'm the village idiot. I'm doing the recap now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So in last week's episode, our heroes were in the Grotty Tower checkpoint. They're looking for, quote unquote, or Tora's, quote unquote, brother, Direk, the <laughs> uh, obsidian mantle. And they had, they, they calmed the um, the very nice clerk at the front desk into believing that Durek was, in fact, Tora's long lost brother. So this clerk directed them to the catacombs where they had headed the Obsidian Mantles. They're looking for information. These are the ones that the Order of Alteration Job Board told them they needed to silence. So they headed down to the catacombs and they had a spooky, spooky time down there. Scared the bejesus out of some Obsidian Mantles, finished their job, and all of a sudden their Shade Rippers started doing some weird poltergeist shit. Spinning around on the floor and blinking and Pax touched their Shade Ripper and got a ping in their ear and they were uh, immediately connected with Order of Alteration technical support (laughs) (laughs) who informed the Beetle, which is um, Pax's code name with the Order of Alteration that you can only have one job per party. And so the other two jobs that the, uh, that this party had to silence a a disgraced member of the Order of Alteration in the Cloister peaks and to help out with a shade pocket in fellows they were uh, abandoned quests their shade rippers were emptied and the customer or technical support agent on the other line with Pax said their name was the bullet and they would help in the future if they needed to so the party figured out that the Order of Alteration is somehow listening in on what they are doing and got a little spooked by that. But they were also spooked when they were down in this tomb and some footsteps started coming their way. So spooked, in fact, that they forgot they could rip into the shade and instead hid from these people in uh, in these catacomb alcoves with the dead bodies. So down the steps came Reg the Goblin, who they had met previously, and with him was a halfling woman coming down the steps as well. Who Pax identified as the one, the only Mara Fordi, leader of the Violet Rose out of the barony of Tularia. dun. dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so the party was hiding, but they saw it was Reg, so they got a little less scared. Uh, But nonetheless, they didn't want these people to know they were there. Pax opened a Shade Rip and was going to slip on in there to see what they were up to. It sounded like they were trying to meet the Obsidian Mantles that were down here. But on the way into the Shade, Tora slipped down from the alcove that she was in and knocked a skeleton loose. And made a big old clatter and... The last thing you all heard was Reg from the other room saying, What was that? And that's where we're going to start. Okay, cool. I have a question. Did I make
1: it into the shade pocket? I don't remember what my role was.
0: Your role was fine. Um, I thought you were invisible. You were invisible. I I don't know if you stated whether or not you uninvisibled. Revisibled.
1: Invisible.
0: We can say odds or evens to say whether or not you're still invisible if you want.
1: Uh, sure, let's do that because I don't remember. That's odds fair. or evens? Odds.
0: I uh, got an even. You're not invisible.
1: Okay, but Which one, I, uh, makes more sense. But I made it into the shade pocket or in the, into the rip, right?
0: Yes, you made it in. Okay. Uh, okay. So go ahead.
1: Cool. So I want to use another one of my, my other spell slot, uh, second level spell slot, to cast Invisibility on Tora on my way into the Shade Pocket. Like, I see her falling and, like, touch her. Okay. Push her down to the ground a little, for a little harder, but
0: she's invisible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so while all this is happening, what is your plan? Are you going to try and close the Shade Rip so that it is no longer visible but Tora is outside and invisible
1: i'm gonna leave that up to pax he's the one that opened it so i mean we can close it and hope Tora can fend for herself and realize that she is invisible now or we can i mean i guess that's the only option we could keep it open and reg comes around the corner and is like hey what the fuck <laughs> like those are our
2: options I guess it depends where in the room the shade rip is open because if it's in like the center of the room then he's obviously going to see it but if it's to the side then
0: he might not notice the... I'm
1: pretty sure it's in the center of the room. Shit.
0: So <laughs> let me give you the lay of the land here. So you're in the tomb of Idrinden, I can call it what it is because you saw Idrindin on the sarcophagi lid. So you all are in the southern portion of the first chamber of the tomb reg and mara were going up to the northern passage and they were in that room so they are kind of on the far side of the room from where you were hiding you're about 25 feet away from the passage that they took up to that northern chamber
1: That sounds far, but it's really not. 25 feet is not
0: far. Well, you're 25 feet from the entrance to the chamber, and the chamber goes 10 feet down a a corridor, and then it's a 15 by 15 foot chamber.
1: I say we zip this bad boy up and let Tora fend for herself. I gave her the tools to deal. She can handle it. She is not as stupid as we pretend she is.
3: Wow.
1: Wow. I honestly think she'll be fine. She's invisible. What else are we doing?
3: I also genuinely think that is definitely something that Maxine would do. Yeah. (laughs) That that is hella on brand.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if you don't have inspiration, you've got it now. Um. (laughs) Thank you. So, Tora. Yeah? Make me a wisdom save, please. Because a lot of stuff is happening really quickly, and I want to see if you realize that you are invisible in this hubbub.
1: (laughs) I just said you were smart enough to do this.
3: An unnatural 20.
0: Okay, you you realize what um, Maxine has done to you as she pushes you down farther. You've seen her... (laughs) cast invisibility enough times that you know that that's what she's done uh with your innate magical ability as well you sense that you're invisible i've been magicked yes so pax you closing up that shade rip see this is where i'm like specifically torn
1: (laughs) because it's a rip we're not leaving we're still gonna be
2: here yeah, like, and I'm, I'm not
1: saying we leave Tora. I'm saying we close those rips so that they don't also find us.
0: So the thing with closing the shade rip, and I think what I'm recognizing is Pax's trepidation, is that you won't be able to see Tora, Reg, or Mara on the other side if you can't close the shade rip. can
3: hear it, though?
0: No. You can't uh... hear or see from the material plane to the shade if you keep the rip, or if you close the rip.
1: No, but we can close the rip, go around the corner.
3: I was
0: literally
1: just about to say that. (laughs) So we could like hear, but we can hide.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. And that's something that Maxine and Pax can talk about in the shade too.
1: I just come through and I seal seal that bad boy up and Pax is like, what are you doing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You just hold Pax's hand and close the shade rip. Uh, let's go let's go let's I just get.
1: shoved toward like from Pax's like perspective I just jumped out of the coffin shoved Tora to the ground and like <laughs> zipped up the shade pocket
3: go,
2: you can go,
0: explain it to
3: him
1: when you're in the shade though. and then I grab his hand and I, get, I turn around and I go get off the roof get off the roof get off the roof like <laughs> so we could get to a corner I'm like around the corner right, let's go let's go let's go so, it's very confusing to Pax, but I will say that I explain once we get around the corner. Like, I- I hope- I will pull my own, uh, Shade Ripper out and start to get on the other side.
0: Pax, how do you react to all that?
2: My world just came crawling- just came, like, falling apart, because I just, like, saw the biggest bad in the land, and Maxine just, like, totally forsaken Torah. <laughs> And she just grabbed my hand with a Shade Ripper and just closed up the shade.
1: <laughs> Here's the question. Do you trust Maxine? Because uh. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm asking you to do right now. Because I'm going to say i that's what happens and I do not explain myself until we at least get to the other where I'm like going.
2: I'm going to say my I had like a huge brain fart and I don't know what's happening right now.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Way to sidestep the question. <laughs> trying to create some meaningful character development here. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. So, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. So creating a story. <laughs> so that was a great, I'd say, ten seconds of content that we went through in about you know, fifteen minutes. But <laughs> anyway. important.
3: How long does invisibility last? An hour. Um, I think it's an hour.
1: Spell like Yes. Yep. Concentration up to an hour.
3: And anything that I'm touching is also yeah.
1: invisible? A uh, creature you touch becomes invisible until the spell ends. Anything the target is wearing or carrying is invisible for as long as it it is on the target's person. The spell ends for a target that attacks or casts a spell.
3: Fuck. Okay.
1: So that means I
3: can rip into the shade because the shade ripper is on my person. And that would make that invisible. Or the, then... the rip would
1: itself wouldn't be, but you could go into, away from where they are and rip into the shade.
3: I'm also thinking that Nate wouldn't let that happen because in order to do that, that's magic. And that would dispel my invisibility.
1: I mean, it would, but if you run away and you're a, in a different room when you do it, I think that's fine. I think you just need to get away. I feel like I just created a perfect scenario for you to just like run away and go into another room and then rip into the shade.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm just
1: trying to think about, like...
2: But if you're using a magical item, you're not casting a spell.
3: I'm wondering if the f- using it at all would dispel the invisibility because it's magic.
0: There's only one way to find out. <laughs>
1: Shit. <laughs> um, I think that even if the Shade Ripper is invisible, the rip that you create with Shade Ripper would not
0: be invisible
1: is how that would work so you would still need to be somewhere else yeah
3: I don't know I guess I'm just gonna because I know I'm invisible have they have they come into the room
0: not yet yet. this is like 10 seconds after you drop with the skeleton to the ground so
3: So is the skeleton on top of me or something like
0: next to you it's kind of slumped kind of in the alcove and it's part in part out.
3: Is there anywhere I or anything I can hide behind other than the alcove that I knocked this thing out of?
0: Well, there's a pillar. There are four pillars in the in this room that uh, are decorative more than anything, but they're they're not much to hide behind, but you're you know, invisible, so I don't know how much hiding you have to do.
3: do Lee... You- uh, what's the floor like in here again? Is it that jade floor?
0: No, in this, uh, it is, uh, an ornate brickwork, and in the middle there is a mosaic
3: So no tile. dirt? I wouldn't believe behind footprints.
0: footprint? You would be. There's a thick enough layer of dust that you might lay some footprints, if you're not careful. But looking around the floor you see that there are a lot of um, footprint marks from when the, uh, when, you know, Maxine was coming down this, uh, to scare the obsidian mantles, where the obsidian mantles were running away, where you all were investigating before, so there appears to be enough disturbed dust that you might be able to um, sneak your way out without making a mark.
3: Okay, so I'm gonna hide by a pillar closest to where they would be coming in, and that that's my only exit, right, where they would be coming in
0: no, so the way that the this uh, first chamber is set up is there's an uh, an entrance on each of the cardinal directions, so you are in the alcoves in the southeast portion of the this chamber to the east. Is where the room is with the malachite sarcophagi mm. and uh, altars. To the north was a room that you didn't go down into, and that's where Reg and Mara are. And to the west is where you entered, so that's the staircase that descend descended down into this chamber. To the south there is a a wall that has a broke a busted up wall.
3: Alright, so I'm going to hide behind a pillar, and I kind of want to listen and see if they come in here and see if they like talk more about what's going on, okay. like so what you they're wanna, doing.
0: You, you want to hide by the pillar that's closest to you with the skeleton that's fallen out of the alcove, or a different pillar? Different pillar. Okay. Roll me a stealth with advantage to try and hide your footprints. 17. You are able to make your way to a different pillar uh, using the uh, disturbed dust portions from earlier. You are not noticed as Reg and Mara come in. Reg repeats again, "What was that? Did you did you hear that too?" "Uh, yeah, I heard something." "Uh, wait, look over there," and uh, Mara points at the skeleton on the floor. And Reg says, is this someone else in here with us? This is this is fishy. I don't like this. Hey, hey, Direk. Direk, are you here? Zuth, Giro, get down here. And you hear um, from the staircase above heavy footfalls as these two massive humanoid figures in full plate armor come down the stairs? They look like they barely fit in this chamber. <laughs> I missed them. <laughs> and they grunt at uh, Reg. Hey, did you, uh, did you see anyone coming through here? Any obsidian mantles or anything? Anyone being weird? <laughs> and they, they grunt in such a way to say that no, they have not. All right. Well, uh, this is—I don't know. Let's give me the heebie-jeebies, <sighs> Reg. Just—it's—it's it's just a tomb. You know that there's nothing to be afraid of. I don't know why you chose this place to come and meet the Obsidian mantles. Well, this is where they said those other people found those gems. I mean that we've got we've got the two, but we were supposed to talk to them and see if there was another one. Cause they were they were they said that there were three alcoves here, right? And we've got two gems. Right? Yes. Well, if there's three of these alcoves that the gems could have come from, there should be a third one there, right? Yes. So I wanted to talk to the obsidian mantles to see what they had to say. Okay. And this is where they said, those other people found them. You know, that um, the half-orc I talked to, Agamir. So, uh, this is... This this is apparently the, the scene of the crime, so to speak. Okay, well, I don't think you'll be surprised to note that I'm a little frustrated that we haven't found anything here. No, I know we haven't. That's... And I really wish those obsidian mantles were here, don't I? You can see that he's kind of clenching his teeth a little bit. He is also starting to get frustrated. I wonder if those screams we heard when we were on our way down here had anything to do with them. Maybe they got spooked by this skeleton or something. I don't know. It seems disrespectful to leave it like this, don't you think? Reg, don't. It's not a big deal. It's no one comes down into these tombs. Yeah, well, we're down here in these tombs, and I don't want to get, you know, the first ghosts in millennia angry with me, so I'm gonna put this back where it belongs. (laughs) Fine. How long are you gonna wait here? Well, uh, uh... That's a... That's a good question. You know? I mean, we've been here, what? A minute? Or two? Let's... Let's wait around another, like, hour or so and see if we... See if they come down. Maybe they got the time wrong. You know, those obsidian mantles, they're not too smart, so... I'm surprised they uh even remembered who they were talking to enough to give me a name at least of someone to tell. all right, let's wait, and they uh they sit and wait. What are y'all doing?
3: I'm trying to think of a way to like i don't know like write something in the dust and then piece the fuck out. What
1: would you write in the dust? That's what I'm trying to
3: think. Like to like write something and then peace, but like I don't know
1: what I would say. Like Oh, you just want the aesthetic of writing in the dust like a ghost. Like you don't have anything specific that you want to tell them. You just wanna do
3: that. (laughs) Yeah, it's more like to throw them off or to be like I don't know. I just
2: (laughs) I don't know, I just think it would be cool.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I think I should do it
2: <laughs> in all caps next to the skeleton. Boo.
3: No, because I'm on the other side of the room now, right? Away from it.
0: Yes. I went to yeah, another you're, pillar. You're in a in a different location uh, on the north side of the room.
3: Like I had this plan in my head that I would like write something stupid random to like get them out of here, like so they didn't like wait around or whatever, and then or like maybe. I- to, like, throw them off the scent
1: on the wall just put like a really big like r-a-w-r and then xd random (laughs)
3: so
0: random i was thinking more
3: i was thinking more like writing the name of one of like another borough or something like writing like fellows or writing like and then just and then peace and then maybe like throw a rock or something so they'd go over there Just to like throw them off the scent. I was like,
1: uh, off of whose scent? Our scent? They're not on our scent, are they?
3: No, they're on. They're on hours in the other
1: (laughs) campaign. Yes, but what does Tora care about that?
3: I don't know. I don't. Uh, how do I get out of here? Can they see me?
0: Who? Uh, Pax and Maxine.
3: No, I mean, can the people, if I open the shade right here, would they be able to see it?
0: Uh, in this room, they would probably hear and see it. There's a kind of a, it It sounds like a knife running through paper with like a, a slight crackling sound as you rip into the shade. Uh, I didn't really ever tell you all that, but yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. So yeah, they would hear it.
1: Isn't there like another room or an alcove nearby?
0: There's the, the, you're nearest to the northern alcove, the one that Mara and Reg came in from. And then to the east is the Malachite chamber.
3: Yeah, so I'm going to go into one of the other rooms. Okay. So I can get out. Do I have to stealth roll again?
0: Yes. Uh, And Zoth and Giro are in this main chamber now as well. They are kind of blocking the way to go west and out of the catacombs.
3: Well, that won't matter if I'm in the shade, so. Correct. (laughs) Thirteen.
0: Okay. Which way are you going, to the north or to the east? Do you go into the gem room or to the Malachite room?
3: Which one's farther away?
0: The Malachite room is farther away.
3: Alright, I'll go over there.
0: Okay. So, Pax and Maxine, what are you doing in the shade?
1: I would be I would go to the malachite room probably just because Maxine liked that room, remember? Um mm-hmm. and then I would come out of the shade and like like pull Pax out of the shade, probably still like stunned that this is all happening. Pull him slack jawed out of the shade again. Probably almost just as Tora like Gets there, I would think.
0: Okay, as you go into the Malachite room in the shade, you all see the the same exact sarcophagi with the uh, plinths there as well. And you also notice that this room is a lot brighter than you would expect it to be for being in the shade. There seems to be... A bright light emanating from the sarcophagus. Shit!
1: You gotta stop giving a shit about Idridden, man. We're too much.
2: I walk Ugh. over to the sarcophagus cautiously. Yeah, we gotta
0: touch it. Touch it. As you get closer to the sarcophagus, you can kind of hear. It's like a. A swirling kind of watery sound, and as you look over into the sarcophagus, you see that there is, it appears to be some sort of magical iridescent liquid that is letting off this light.
2: <laughs> oh no! Do
0: you want to drink it? <laughs> I take out my syringe. drink. Straw.
2: drink. <laughs>
1: uh...
2: I'm not going to stop her, but I would also like to roll an arcana.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, let's roll that arcana first. Are, are You're not really taking a drink in this, not- Maxine.
1: <laughs> I know, I knew she wasn't. I <laughs> no. just... Emily very much wants to, I'll say.
0: If you want to, I'm not going to tell you no. <laughs> just wait but... till I get See, there, Maxine you can convince me though. to do it.
1: <laughs> See, Tora would do it. Maxine That's a, uh... would not.
0: that's a 15 okay you have never seen anything like this or heard of anything like this before as you're kind of peering into it it looks like like right as you're about to get information on it like it's right on the tip of your tongue you're able to like describe what it is Uh, the nature of this magical fluid gas whatever it is it changes and then you immediately lose the thought of what was on the tip of your tongue and then it just goes in a pattern like that again and again and again with a bunch of different thoughts and every time the thought leaves you completely forget about it as if you can't grasp it
1: god that sounds just like my fucking life bud seriously I was just gonna say
0: (laughs) this is just uh... ADHD personified (laughs)
2: Can I, uh, take one of my throwing knives and just kind of, like, dip it in the liquid and just kind of, like, swirl it around a little bit? Just, like, the tip of it?
0: Uh, you can certainly try. Are you doing anything specific or are you just trying to just do to... it? <laughs> just can... I'm just gonna go for it. Okay. Roll me a dexterity saving throw, please. Oh, fuck. Eight. <laughs>
1: Hey, remember when I was shitting on Bardic Inspiration earlier?
0: Yeah. I Can I
1: use
0: it? You've got to say it before. You got to say it before the rolls. See, this is why I shit on it. There's no reason for that. You do have inspiration, I'm pretty sure, and you've got those Hero Points packs if oh, you would like to. Yes. Uh, inspiration. Nah,
3: but you made that rule that you were, we weren't allowed to use that after the roll either. The no, hero, whether or
0: hero not we... points are, you're able to use before I give you the result yeah
3: oh he hasn't given the result yet
0: exactly
2: much better 19 please there goes my inspiration
1: (laughs) please thank you
0: okay you go to swirl your one of your throwing knives around in this ethereal liquid and your throwing knife seems to be kind of drawn to it like a lodestone but you don't see a lodestone As you're looking, your arm looks like it's starting to be, like, elongated and pulled into this liquid magic. And then, before you know what's happening, your knife is, like, completely consumed by this magical liquid. And you yank your hand back just in time, and it, like, unspaghettifies and is normal, and it feels fine. Spaghettification. So much for
1: just the tip.
0: Yeah, you felt like a slight tingling and like this magical energy was like starting to course through you. But then when you snatched your hand back, it immediately went away. You've got pins and needles in your hand now.
2: Oh, man. If we weren't in the shade. okay I'm so I'm
3: even more curious.
2: <laughs> luckily, we're in the shade. So I yelp. What the fuck? As I put my hand back. <laughs> luckily, nobody could hear that because I'm in the shade. <laughs>
3: yeah. Have I come in yet?
0: Yeah, just as you have finished saying what the fuck, Pax, Tora comes into the shade, and Tora, you see the same thing that they do.
2: I want to touch it. (laughs) Careful of the spaghettification.
3: Is it... Okay, so, like, what happened to him,
1: exactly? It was like his body was being pulled in? It's like reality was distorting around... The object that was touching it and he was being pulled into it is how I kind of
0: felt. It was some sort of magic that as stuff was getting close to it, it was being drawn into this liquid or gas or just iridescence or just pure magic. Who knows? You all have never seen it before, so you don't know exactly what, how to describe it. It's very nebulous, and it seems to be ever-changing. Yes. Yes, Maxine?
1: Maxine is going to take a coin out of her pocket and throw it in, like, a wishing fountain.
3: I was just going to ask if someone had anything to, like, throw in, like, a rock.
0: Okay, you throw uh, what What uh, denomination of coin?
1: <laughs> Gold. She doesn't carry anything else.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, so you, you toss a coin to your... Uh, Witcher. You you toss a coin (laughs) to your weird magic well. Um, Toss a coin to your casket. (laughs) You kind of flip the coin in. It kind of hovers above the sarcophagus if if it's in stasis for a second. And then it gets drawn into the liquid and is gone. Doesn't make a sound. Doesn't do anything.
3: It just vanishes. Just. Whoosh. Y'all, I just want to like jump in. I like, think I'm, I'm the going just a,
1: straight up about to be like, God, oh, I want to bathe in that. That sounds like, awesome. I genuinely I
3: want to jump into it. It's like, just so badly.
0: It's a millennial's dream, right? <laughs> kind
1: of. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Give me some magical liquid to just become one with and nothing i'm not gonna lie like
3: i I like torah and everything but if she died doing this i wouldn't i wouldn't hate it
1: a valiant death
3: (laughs) For i'm I'm not kidding i'm doing it
1: no you're not gonna jump into it you can stick your hand in it or something but i will i will straight up maxine will tackle you to the ground
3: all right fine i want to touch it like actually with my hand with my not a knife not a uh, my hand
0: Pax, did you describe what happened when you did the throwing knife in this, in the sarcophagus to Tora when she got here, or no?
2: I feel like I describe it, and then immediately after she goes to touch it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Pretty. Okay. And you've you've seen the coin go in as well. So all right, uh, so you are just full on going in to touch it then. Yep. Like <laughs> this is bad. Okay. I'm going to start describing some things. <laughs> if at any point you're not okay with what's happening, just tell me and I will have you roll a saving throw. I'll decide what kind of saving throw at the time. Ah, shit. So, Genius. I love it. <laughs> man, you want to you find information. This is how you get it. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say right now this isn't where I was expecting this session to go.
1: How? Um, How is it that you're still (laughs) surprised
3: by the stupid shit we do?
1: How could you give us a tub full of magical swirly liquid and be like, they're not going to touch that?
0: Let the record show that I didn't think they were going to try and hide from Reg in the shade. Uh, I didn't think they were that scared of him. I thought they were friends.
3: Oh, I I had a whole conversation in the car with Justin the other day how I wished that instead of tripping and falling out of the thing... I had, as soon as we heard that it was Reg, I wanted to pop up and be like, Reg, it's Tora, we met in jail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stupid. But that never happened, so. No.
0: Yep. This okay. is where so, we are alternate so, universe. So Tora starts reaching her hand for the substance within the sarcophagus. Tora, this is what you start to feel. You're looking at the this substance, this liquid, this gas, this whatever, um, this magic, and you are seeing all of these things that again you're you're you've got them on the tip of your tongue. You know what it is. You've got that feeling like I know exactly what that is, and then it immediately goes away and you forget about it. And that happens with a few different items. I can't tell you exactly what they are because they immediately are gone from your, your memory. But then as you're reaching down, you, it looks like the substance is taking a form and it looks like it's taking the form of a tigress and its eyes are blinding white. they're even brighter than this, the brightest thing that you've seen in the shade And so you begin to get blinded by this light. And for Pax and Maxine, you all are seeing Tora being bathed in this light. She's perfectly illuminated. And then it seems like she is starting to illuminate as well. Her character, Tora herself, is starting to illuminate. And Tora, you don't realize it, but you're starting to reach farther and farther into the sarcophagus to the point where you're almost completely bent over into the sarcophagus. Like you are full on in it now. Like your legs are lifting up off the floor. The tigress is getting closer and closer. You, it feels like it's close enough that you can touch now, but it also feels like it's the farthest thing that you've ever seen. Uh, and you have this these urges to get closer to it and as these urges get stronger and stronger you're going farther and farther in your mind and in the sarcophagus into this tigress and as you were this want to be closer and closer is getting stronger and stronger the tigress changes almost in an instant and you are in a void it's completely dark around you There is nothing, and you're floating and don't know what's happening. At this point, Pax and Maxine, you see that Tora is completely illuminated now. She's kind of frozen in time, it looks like. Tora, in this void that you're in, you hear a single voice, almost like a whisper it's like a whisper but also it's clear as day and it's right in your ear but also super far away and it says come closer child
1: oh my god <laughs> that's so creepy
0: what do you what do you do there doesn't seem to be anything around you there's nothing
3: can i talk
0: you haven't tried yet
3: Okay, I'm gonna say. Why?
0: As you say why, it starts to echo all around you. Why, 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 why? And it's getting farther and farther away, the echoes. And you hear the voice again, simultaneously closer and farther away. We need
1: you. I don't know what to do.
3: Oh, I, I, I'm gonna say that what do I do
0: as you say what do we do you see a pinprick of light in the distance
3: and so I fuck man I'm going to it <laughs> I guess
1: okay. I don't know we are gonna go towards the light I, t- I told <laughs> you Right before I did this, that I don't. This care. sounds like suicide by DM. Is what this sounds like. <laughs> Sorry, sounds like you want this for Tora.
3: Uh no, I I genuinely want to know what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. This is curiosity
1: Someone's killed tired the cat. Of playing a druid is what curiosity
3: they are. killed the tiger cat. It's one hundred percent what would happen to me.
0: Okay, before we resolve what happens with Tora, um Pax and Maxine, what are you thinking? Uh, and Nicole, take your headphones off for me. Okay. <laughs> Pax, Maxine, you have just seen Tora has become frozen in time and she is giving off this light as if this light has kind of started going into her and started, it almost seems to you like it's starting to consume her
2: uh i turn to maxine and i'm like should we grab her and pull her away
1: um
0: she
2: she's like halfway in the sarcophagus you
0: said right yeah when she was frozen correct it's like
1: so i feel like maxine would not be chill with this right now at all like I feel like she would very much she would she's at least for this time period been calling Tora's name to try to see if she can like get her attention so but I I want to say Maxine is going to tackle her to the ground but I want to let Tora do what Tora wants to do unless she tells me otherwise at the same time. So I'm going to say, can I ready an action and say that if Tora starts to get fully pulled into the sarcophagus, like she starts her full body, like her feet are going, this is it, it's over. (laughs) That's when Maxine is going to grab on and try to pull her back out. Uh, but I want her to be able to do what she wants to do. So Maxine's going to get close to Tora, not touching her, and ready that action.
0: Okay, roll me an insight.
1: Man, I feel like I have a special thing for rolling insight. You never roll lower than eight when detecting. Oh, no, when detecting lies with insight. Can I detect your lies with insight? Is that possible?
0: <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm calling it like I sees it. <laughs>
1: Um that's a natty 20 ladies and gentlemen.
0: Okay, when you were looking at Tora right before she went to put her hand in, you felt like she was drawn to this light and this magic. She didn't necessarily say anything, but you felt like in the, the brief time that you've spent with Tora, you kind of feel like this was something that she needed to do for herself so you have these thoughts of let her be she either knows what she's doing or she's okay with what happens regardless of what she's doing
1: yeah I mean I did just make the argument a little bit ago that like Tora's not stupid and that I can make her invisible and she'd be chill she'd understand what's going on
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Pax what do you like to do
2: I would like to say that I go to grab her, but Maxine has already kind of figured this out to the to uh, to the extent, and just kind of, like, says, stay back a second.
1: I think I say that to Pax, like, we have to let Tora do what she do, but, like, if it gets wild, let's be on deck to pull, like, so I'm sure we're both there, like, if something goes wrong, but, like, let's her do.
2: And then I go, this is pretty wild. Yeah. I almost had my arm.
1: (sighs) If it gets wilder, Van Wilder.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay. So are you also going to ready that action to kind of pull her back if you need to? Yes. Okay. So, Tora, you see a pinprick of light in the distance, and you have decided to go towards it, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. So as you're kind of floating in this void and this pinprick of light has uh, appeared in the the far distance far away from you you don't feel anything like physically or mentally emotionally anything like that as you're in this void as you start moving towards the void or towards the pinprick of light, you start feeling an itching kind of in your brain. And that itching gets more pronounced as you get closer to this pinprick of light. At first, it's just a mental itching. And then you start feeling it physically as well. And it's starting to, it's going all over your body and you're getting closer to this light. And you're seeing that the light itself is being held back by something. And you see around the outside of where the light is as you get closer. It's not a pinprick anymore. It's like the size of an orange in the distance. And you can see that there's frayed edges to the light. And you get closer and closer. It's now the size of, let's say, a computer monitor. And you can see that the edges of the light and what's holding it there is moving. And you're getting closer and closer and closer. And you can see that there's this darkness that is holding this light at bay. As you get closer to the light, the light starts to shine on you. You see that the darkness is trying to hold you back from the light as well and that is what the itching is you can see now that you've been almost consumed by this darkness it's like an inky blackness that has a it has similar qualities to the light that you saw in the sarcophagus but it feels a lot different as you get closer and closer and closer to the light you see that there is something obscuring some of the light that's coming through. As you get closer, something is starting to obscure the brightness right in the center of this light. At first, it just looks like a a line, a dark line or something. And you're getting closer and closer and closer. Now it's the si- the light is the size of a doorway, and you're seeing that... This, what was just a line, a vertical line in the, this bright light in this, what was a pinprick of light, it now looks more like a, a humanoid in shape and you're getting closer and you see that the, the bright light that was the pinprick now looks identical to the the light that was in the sarcophagus and now it's a vast ocean in front of you and you find yourself half in the darkness and half in this pinprick of light and you see that there is a figure of a woman standing in the brightness and she turns to you and you can see her face for an instant as she says Go. And all of a sudden you snap back into the shade and you pull your head out of the sarcophagus with a gasp.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who was the woman? What'd she look like?
0: You can't remember.
1: Fuck! Oh my god.
0: And you can't remember your time in the void or the time Uh, When you were trapped between the inky blackness and the the bright iridescence, you can't remember that time either. As you are starting to try and remember, you are forgetting. And make me a constitution saving throw, please. 19. Okay, you keep yourself from um, vomiting. (laughs) from the uh, just the how quickly you were snapped out of that situation you are really confused you've forgotten where you are and you are actually under the effects of confusion right now so whenever you you're gonna to have to make a save, a wisdom save, uh, whenever you try and do something for the next few minutes, <laughs> to you know see if you can actually do something or if you just don't aren't able to do anything at all. And you also have um, a new fun thing that we'll talk on when uh, when it comes to it. You you have a a form of long term madness actually
3: that's awesome the fuck
0: we're all mad here mm-hmm. yeah you you are under the effects of a type of madness that i can't speak on right now but i will speak on when the time comes
3: cuz that's not fucking ominous or anything
1: so... <laughs> the same shit that had uh, dude wa- two pricks walking around uh freaking oh. out about adrenaline. can you imagine it's the madness
0: So you are under the effects of confusion as well. So first off, you can't take reactions. Uh, Second, you have to use all your movement to move in a random direction if you fail that wisdom save. Oh, wait, no. These are if you you have to roll a d10 whenever you fail that wisdom save, whenever you try and do something. (laughs) So right now, now that you're back in... You're back in your body, basically. You're no longer in the void. Roll me a wisdom save. Along with that constitution save. So you didn't, you didn't throw up, but let's see something else.
3: <laughs> 22.
0: You feel a compulsion to attack both Pax and Maxine, who are standing next to you. But you're able to fight that back and you remember, no, these are your friends, you're with them. This isn't, they're, they're not something to be afraid of.
3: Oh, Lord, this and, is going to be bad, guys. And you're able to, <laughs> no, you're no. Able to put,
0: that, put that feeling aside. So, Pax and Maxine, what would you like to do? You just saw Tora kind of pull her head out of the sarcophagus and gasp as if breathing for the first time in a long time. The light is still coming out of the sarcophagus but Tora no longer has this light emanating from her.
2: Um, Does the sarcophagus have a lid?
0: Uh, there is a lid close by, yes.
1: Are, are you, you want to close it? <laughs> <laughs> I want to close
0: it. <laughs> I to close Put lay so lid on that. the
1: bad water.
0: <laughs> it, it is a heavy malachite slab, so you would need help getting it on, but uh, Maxine might be able to help you with her plus zero strength modifier.
1: No, (laughs) I'm not picking up a heavy thing. I have
3: plus three to strength, but I'm pretty fucking useless right
2: now, I think. (laughs) No. All right. So then I would suggest also Pax would probably like to say, uh, before we leave here, we should probably arrest Mara.
3: I mean, you're not going to be like, yo, Tora, are you okay? Like, you just glossed <laughs> over
1: that? Like- yeah. <laughs> uh I would say Maxine grabs Tora like, and pulls her, like, after she's out of the thing, I would say that she, like, pulls her away, which is probably why she feels the urge to fight me, because I'm like, I've got her.
0: Tora, as Maxine pulls you away, roll me a confusion or a wisdom saving throw, please.
1: <sighs> Can I give her Uh-oh. bardic inspiration?
0: Yeah, I'll let you give her bardic inspiration as you mutter I'm calming words to her. to her. Or you can give- I, her, I'm
1: going shh in her ear. That's our thing. Okay. We just tell let's, each other to shh. Yeah, shh let's, basically.
0: Let's take advantage on this save then instead of bardic inspiration. So you don't have to discard a bardic inspiration use.
1: I'm just trying to use the bardic inspiration. Like I'm trying to actively use it this time. I know. Fifty,
0: four, fourteen. That's with advantage. Yes. Okay. As you came to, you thought, okay, these are, these are my friends. It's okay. Everything's good. But then as Maxine put her arms around you, you had a vivid recollection of the darkness all around you. And Anna. you have a flash of that memory and you lash out at Maxine. No. Uh, so roll a melee attack against Maxine, please.
1: No.
3: I cramped myself. Yay. Okay. Yay. okay.
0: Uh, Tora is <laughs> flailing <laughs> Just... wildly as I've you. I've never are... been
3: more happy to do that before. <laughs>
0: yeah. Tora's flailing around wildly as Maxine, you bring her to you and try and comfort her. But you eventually get her to stop trying to attack you as she's yeah. kind of coming to you.
1: I would assume, like, I've, like we fall the ground kind of situation, but I've just, like, got her and she eventually calms down.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, this is gonna be hella shitty, but I'm just gonna say right now, worth it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> it just made things really interesting. Oh, God. That's one word. Now you have to do with an insane person.
0: <laughs> hey, it's only for, what, two more episodes, maybe? <laughs> uh Okay, well, it's going to be a lot of stuff to resolve here in the end of this little mini-season. Anyway, Pax, do you want to make that uh, suggestion again? Yeah, I'll
2: make that suggestion again. I see her flail about and be calmed down, and I'm just like, okay, now can we arrest Mara?
3: You want to arrest- I, I'm. This is not Tora. You want to arrest Mara? Yeah, for why?
2: And then I explain to the two of them that being the bounty hunter that I know who Mara is, that she's the leader of this huge gang out of the Barony of Talaria, and that the bounty on her head is probably, like, priceless.
3: So what do you want to do? Open the shade and fucking snatch her into the shade and then Probably. I mean, that would be hella hilarious. <laughs> I
1: mean, but like, she's the leader, but like she hasn't done anything wrong that we've seen.
3: Nah, but he's that what he means is he's the bounty hunter. So he knows I know the bounty and he's this is going to go if we convince him not to do this, like it's going to take a lot.
2: This is going to make a big name for myself if I catch Mart Fordi.
3: And that is very on brand.
1: I don't give a shit about that. Why do we have to catch? But she's with Reg and we like Reg. Are we doing something right now? I'm sorry. I'm not saying that in a shitty way. I'm saying that in a, like, I straight up don't remember what, like, our plan, right? Like, what the point of being here was. We had to stop
3: the the people with that job. And then we were going to go back to get another job because our other jobs disappeared because we couldn't get more than one at the same time. Then we heard Reg.
0: Okay. Your your overarching your your main quest, besides all the mini quests, is um to find the Wraith for Rargini.
1: Oh, uh, right. And you
0: you all have decided to do this by going deep undercover and doing actual jobs for the Order of Alteration.
1: God we're so stupid. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> I mean The name of our show. (laughs) Like, let's be honest.
1: (laughs) Let's be honest. Okay. I'm going to... I mean, we're trying to find the Wraith. We have not... We're not any closer, I feel like, to finding the Wraith here. I feel like arresting Mara is going to be, like, just a whole thing outside of our purview. But I also kind of feel like Nathan wants did not expect us to hide and wanted us to talk to Reg. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not so bad
3: if Man, we are Man, that's
0: metagaming. Seeing... Do whatever you I'm want. I'm sorry. Character.
3: <laughs> what if she knows something about the Wraith? I wonder if we could ask her because she's a
2: bigwig. Pax thinks to himself real quick, hey, even better, Rajini wanted the Wraith, but hey, what if I got her Mara and then I start to open the tear into the real world?
1: Um, <laughs> I'm going to pull Pax back just a little bit. And I'm going to be like, listen, here's the thing, though. What if you could get Mara and the Wraith? Because I feel like if you go in here guns blazing and you start fucking around with Mara and she knows something about where we can find the Wraith, you've blown a lead. Whereas if you go in and we are friends with Reg for a minute and we are chill for like a second, we can get some information and then you can arrest her and do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care about your club. But until then, I would really love to get information. And then we could go find the wraith as well. So that's two. Instead of just one. So how do you want to play this?
2: You could lie your way through anything. I believe in you. And I start to open Me? the tear again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Does that mean, like, you believe in me as in you are going to follow my plan that I just said? Or does that mean that you are going to just do whatever the fuck you want? Because you think I can handle myself. Pax, come back here. I have budget.
2: Opening the tear. What am I doing? <laughs>
3: what am I doing right now?
0: That's a great question, Romy. Wisdom saving throw. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Ah, 20. Okay. Sorry, ye- 21. You are doing whatever you want to do. You are in complete control. Uh, you're coming in and out of lucidity as you are just, you're just taking it moment by moment at this point.
1: Can I stay holding Tora's hand? Aww. So she like doesn't get lost. <laughs> forget where she is.
3: Just put a leash on me at this point. Like
1: Fuck. <laughs> tie a string like from my wrist to hers.
3: like come on. <laughs> Like those kid leashes. Mm-hmm. I just said that. Put a leash yeah. on me at this point. Fuck it.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So you come into the real world through the Shade Rip and you hear Reg is talking now to Mara or you assume because you're in the other room. As you look at the sarcophagus, it's it no longer has that light in it like it did in the Shade. Only in the Shade in the material plane, it's nothing. Except for, uh, Tora, you think you see flashes of, like, light coming from the sarcophagus. You go back and forth between seeing nothing and then seeing, like, this fountain of light coming and pouring <laughs> through it.
3: I am so fucked and I love it. <laughs> God,
1: poor Tora.
0: Yeah, so anyway, I was, you know, I was, I had my knife, my, my knife to the door of this guy and he, you know, he coughed the dough, right? Oh, well, yes, you know, that is, um, that's one way to get it done, I guess. Hey, uh, well, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Did, did you hear that? Sound sounded like someone was tearing, like, parchment or something. Hey, Zeth Giro, go check this, this room over here. You hear a heavy plate clinking against itself. And you see Zuth and Giro in the doorway now of this chamber. And you hear one of them go. Huh?
1: And I'm gonna say hi. <laughs> <laughs> I wasted so many spell slots to avoid this. <laughs> I
3: would just like
1: to say, <laughs>
3: am I allowed to say that, or do I have to roll some shit?
0: Yeah, roll wisdom save throw. <gasps> do it.
3: Nine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You try to say hi, Tora. But instead, rush forward and punch at the plate of one of these... One of these goons. No! You just... You don't hurt a... You just punch at the plate mail of this... One of these goons, and it doesn't do anything about it. It's, like, kind of confused. It looks like... I mean, they're in full plate armor so you can't see any faces, but you see them kind of cock their head to the side and you uh, you hear Reg go, what is going? Oh, hey it's that, uh, it's that druid from jail. Hey (laughs) (laughs) Uh why are you here? This isn't any place for anyone like, what are you, did you uh, okay I'm confused. How did you get in here?
2: I come up from behind Torah and I um I put my hand on her shoulder and I approach and I'm like, Reg
0: friend, how's it going? Uh, real confused, uh, Bud. Why What? Is there another way through back there? But even then, why would you be here in Ilar's berth? Uh
1: i want to say Maxine steps forward and is like, hey, we, you know, we didn't mean to be here either. Uh, This just, you know, it was a great alteration to our plans. And I say it because I want to see if he knows what I'm talking about, but she does it in like a very weird way. She's, I'm going to say, not super subtle because she wants to see if like anyone gets what she's saying. Maybe if anyone's part of the...
3: Emily, Alteration business. Don't let anyone ever tell you that you're not stupidly clever. <laughs>
0: I love you. Daddy. I will say um, that by saying it that way, and not in thieves camp, the language that you uh know. That's that's great. Thank you for doing well, that.
1: Well, what I'm saying is like, I feel like no one unless you know what I'm talking about. No one, it's a secret society so like unless you know the word that I'm saying it just sounds like a normal word so I feel like I didn't need to use thieves can't I feel like it kind of is thieves can't a little bit thieves,
0: thieves can thieves um, can't um, adjacent so <laughs> Reg looks at you and he's just confused he doesn't like pe- his ears don't perk up at you saying alteration at all uh, I mean plans get changed all the time time, but still, if there's that it still doesn't answer the, were you just hiding in here?
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna like look up at the cause I'm still like right in front of that big dude, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm gonna look up at him and I'm gonna say uh <laughs> sorry and yes
0: <laughs> okay um well, if that's all you have to say, I guess.
1: Did y'all not have another plate? Y'all were the ones who wanted to talk to Reg. What? Are, what are we talking to him about?
0: <laughs> I said well, you were.
2: I, I thought he was going to make
1: me roll again <laughs>
2: <laughs> to see if she did something crazy. Before, uh, before I tore a hole in the in the sh- into the real world, you, I said, "Yeah, you can lie your way through pretty much everything." So I just tore a hole. Because he didn't want me to go and arrest Mara, right? Okay. So you were just like, all right, let's go talk to Reg. And I was like, okay, you can lie.
1: Oh, that means it's my... Okay, that means it's on me. Okay. <laughs> that's why I shouted at you, Pax, we need a plan. He's passing the football to you. Uh, I'm going to say in this moment, Pax looks at me and gives me this face that's like, go on. And Maxine realizes with horror what he meant earlier. What they meant earlier, and is gonna be like, uh. Okay. <laughs> what did. We were in jail when he saw us. What were. Did we tell him what we were in jail for? Remind me.
0: You were in jail for Tora making a wall of fire in the middle of the Grotti network.
3: I uh, was. Everyone thought I was crazy. Now I really am.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look at Reg and be like. Um, honestly, it's our friend and I'm going to gesture towards Tora and say, um, and say we were in a fight recently, (laughs) you know, and like, you know, one too many hits with the snake. And so she (laughs) is feeling a little bad and she is having these like massive outbreak, like outbreaks, outbursts where she will just viciously attack whoever is around her you saw what she did to your poor bodyguard so we brought her down here so she would leave, she would uh, be away from people while we try to figure out what's going on and how to get her better uh Side we apologize part. that was the best aladdin
3: reference ever <laughs> oh.
1: so <laughs> we're Trying to make sure that she's okay, we we did not mean to uh, walk in on your very legal and normal business in the catacombs. and We apologize, um, but it is nice to see you. We just we didn't want you to think that we were we were hiding, but now we thought it was weird. And we wanted to make sure that you knew that we were here so it's not weird anymore. So hi. How
2: have you been? <laughs> we're
0: holy <Roll> neighbors. <laughs> roll me a deception, please. I
1: feel like I should get advantage because that's partly true. <laughs> oh, um
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll allow it.
3: I mean, that's actually mostly true. Mostly mm-hmm.
0: true. Minus the we're down here because of my friend's a little crazy. Well,
1: I yeah, well we we're down here and my friend's crazy. <laughs> just said
0: because. I just changed that
1: one word. Um, what is... So is this deception?
0: Uh, yes. Okay. Very much so.
1: It's gonna be a 13 plus 12? 25? Jesus, Lord.
0: Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear about your friend here. I did, did, did see that... I mean, I heard, it sounded like it hurt, you know, they, this, yeah, Zuth here, he's, um, he's, uh, quite the, quite the bodyguard, and his, uh, armor is not easy to get through. I heard a, a sound, sounded like someone punched him. Is that right?
1: Yes, and we absolutely apologize for that. Uh, Tora's just feeling a little sick. You remember Tora from jail. She has- (laughs) Roll me a
0: wisdom save, Tora. Fuck. (laughs)
1: 22. Yay.
0: You wave.
1: Uh, she- See, she's normally- You remember, she's very sweet. She wouldn't hurt a fly, literally. She's a druid, they don't do that. And she would never, and now look at her punching your precious bodyguard here. Which, like, let me, let me just, and she goes over and she, like, she, like, does a little ha, ha, and, like, rubs on his armor to try to get it, like, buff out that, <laughs> that uh, dent that Tora left. <laughs> and she's like, see, we did not mean to cause any harm. We're trying to keep her away from people. We did not realize that people would be down here. Uh, yes. So, if anyone of you knows a doctor... Or an exorcist, I would appreciate.
3: It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to just like randomly like look at him and be like, "What are you doing
1: here?"
0: <laughs> well, that's that's something you all might be able to help us with. Uh, we are we're looking for some people. Have you? How, how long have you been down here? Have you have you seen any obsidian mantles coming through this way at all?
1: What's that? <laughs> Um, no obsidian, no obsidian mantles. No obsidian mantles. Roll me that deception. No, we've seen.
0: Roll me that deception. Roll it, roll it, roll it. 18 yeah, plus yeah. 12,
1: suck a dick. Uh, <laughs> Damn, 30? <laughs> Jesus Christ. to be a 30 deception. <laughs> anyway, okay. no, we have not seen any obsidian <laughs> mantles. Um... We have not, we did hear some screams coming from down one of those hallways. And I point towards a way that is not where we are or were, um, just like away from here. I'm going to say we did hear some screams coming down that way, but we, we moved away because as I said, we didn't want to be around people. So we kind of backed us, backed up into this corner here.
0: Ah, we heard those same screams. Um, yeah. Well, um. Not to you know, seem rude or anything, but we we really would appreciate it if you uh took your your friend elsewhere and left us in peace so we could wait for our obsidian mantle friends. You see, it's it's nothing about you. It you might spook some some obsidian mantles. You know they only expect us to be here, and if there are if there are more people, you know we uh, we don't want to kerfuffle or anything. Where's Mara? You do not see her. She has not come mm-hmm. into the. You all are at the kind of the alcove between the chambers. Uh, mm-hmm. You have not seen her at all. Catch gotcha. up. Mm.
3: Catch gotcha. I I want to ask a question.
0: Okay. First, roll me a wisdom save throw. <laughs> Fuck. Fourteen. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you would love to ask a question. But I but can't. <laughs> all of a sudden, you are basically catatonic, just standing there. So unfair. <laughs> Aww. You're not moving. You're not talking. You're not doing much of anything. You're just kind of holding on to Maxine's hand.
3: <laughs> God, I want to ask about Mara. I want to because I know we heard female voices.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna,
3: Her female voice wave
1: kind of in front of Tora's face. Like, and I, I, I noticed that she's more stoic <laughs> than usual. I'm going to wave in front of her face when I notice that she's catatonic. I'm going to be like, uh, I'll be like, Tora, Tora. Oh my God. And then I'm going to kind of drag her into the other room I'm gonna act like I'm like, Oh no, like Tora, I've got to get her like down or laid down or something. And I, I kind of pull her into the other room with Mara. Like I kind of push past Regis if I'm kind of trying to leave, like, you're right, we do need to go, and then Tora, I notice that Tora's like this, and then I'm like, oh man, I guess I should sit down in this room that happened has, to have Mara in it.
2: Okay, Romy are me And, and okay. can I simultaneously uh, do, like, an investigation to see if I can find out where she went?
1: Yeah. Okay. 19 plus
2: 12.
0: I imagine this is all happening as you're moving into the next room, so...
2: That's a 24.
0: You move into the, the, the chamber that with, with the alcoves, um, and you get Tora down and, and situated. And uh, Reg, Zuth, and Giro don't seem perturbed by what you're doing. They're not like, whoa, 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 don't come in there. And Pax, you see that there is a figure kind of hiding behind a pillar kind of nonchalantly like she's not exactly trying to hide, but she's not trying to be seen either.
3: Can I I see that?
0: Uh, Or can I see anything? No, you're (laughs) kind of glazed over right now. Can I try to not be? (laughs) Uh, Sure. Roll Roll me a wisdom save. Five.
3: <laughs> I was having such good luck for a while,
0: Tora, as you or I guess Maxine, as you're starting to get Tora down on the ground to sit, she all of a sudden bolts upright and runs as fast as she can into the corner of the room that Mara is in. <laughs> She's not saying anything while she's running, but you are running into that corner and you bump into her. And Mara says, whoa, whoa, what's the big deal? What's going on here? I I know that you're a little, a little out of sorts, but she's running at someone for no reason. And that's where we're going to end this week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for listening to the Village Idiots podcast. I hope you had a great time listening. I had a great time DMing, and I hope my players had a great time playing.
3: Guess Uh, who's the village idiot is, guys. The village idiot
0: this week is going to be Tora. Well, (laughs) doy. For after my descriptions of a throwing knife being spaghettified, packs almost (laughs) being spaghettified, and a coin being like you know the reason <laughs> so anyway uh if you disagree with that uh, you can reach out to us on social media right nicole
3: you can we have great have twitter
0: listeners.
3: twitter at village idiot pod definitely come talk to us on there we're awesome uh if you want to talk to me personally you can find me at nicole the nerdy
2: you can find me at j roma 20
1: I'm at neurotic good
0: you can find me at village idiots DM and you can't find Jordan because he's not on social media he is on paternity leave
3: we also have a website village dot com lots of cool stuff up there uh, especially the artwork which we have new artwork of our favorite goblin from this episode Reg and he hella hot uh, for a <laughs> goblin <laughs> Reg could get it um uh, and my favorite thing is the link to our patreon
1: speaking of patreon want to hear more from your favorite idiots Well you're in luck because we have a patreon for just a couple bucks a month you'll have exclusive access to some dm insights with nathan and behind the screens listen to nicole and i bs and what's what with dilly and dally and even a mini prequel campaign set in the world of lanamora
2: If a subscription to our Patreon is too much of a commitment for you, we'd love if you could leave us a quick review on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends about us. New episodes come out every other Tuesday at the moment, so stay tuned.
0: Yes, stay tuned. Uh, And, you know, uh, maybe tune in next week, see how it goes. Uh, We've got two episodes left in this season 1.5, so I'm sure something exciting is going to happen. How could it not, right? Anyway, (laughs) we'll, uh, well, t- tune in next time. Good- goodbye! Goodbye. Bye!
2: Bye! bye you
1: have Mara in it.
0: <laughs> okay, roll me and, okay.
1: and
2: can I simultaneously uh, do, like, an investigation to see if I can find out where she went?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: 19 plus
0: 12. I imagine this is all happening as you're moving into the next room, so...
2: That's a twenty-four.
0: You move into the the, the chamber that with, with the alcoves, um, and you get Torah down and, and situated. And uh, Reg, Zuff and Giro don't seem perturbed by what you're doing. They're not like, whoa, 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 don't come in there. And Pax, you see that there is a figure kind of hiding behind a pillar kind of nonchalantly like she's not exactly trying to hide but she's not trying to be seen either
3: can I can I see that
0: Uh, or can I see anything no you're (laughs) kind of glazed over right now
3: can I try to not be
0: (laughs) Uh, sure Roll roll me a wisdom save five
3: I was having such good luck for a while,
0: Torah. As you, or I guess Maxine, as you're starting to get Tora down on the ground to sit, she all of a sudden bolts upright and runs as fast as she can into the corner of the room that Mara is in. <laughs> She's not saying anything while she's running, but you are running into that corner and you bump into her. And Mara says, whoa, whoa, what's the big deal? What's going on here? I I know that you're a little little out of sorts, but she's running at someone for no reason. And that's where we're going to end this week. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for listening to the Village Idiots podcast. I hope you had a great time listening. I had a great time DMing, and I hope my players had a great time playing. Guess uh, the who's village the village
3: idiot is, the guys. The village
0: idiot this week uh, It's going to be Torah. Well, doy. For after my descriptions of a throwing knife being spaghettified, packs almost <laughs> being spaghettified, and a coin being like you know the reason. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, if you disagree with that, uh, you can reach out to us on social media, right, Nicole?
3: You can. We have great have Twitter.
0: Listeners.
3: Twitter at Village Idiot Pod. Definitely come talk to us on there. We're awesome. Uh, if you want to talk to me personally, you can find me at Nicole the Nerdy.
2: You can find me at J Roma 20.
1: I'm at Neurotic Good.
0: You can find me at Village Idiots DM, and you can't find Jordan because he's not on social media. He is on paternity leave.
3: We also have a website, VillageIdiotsPodcast.com. Lots of cool stuff up there, Uh, especially the artwork, which we have new artwork of our favorite goblin from this episode, Reg, and he hella hot uh, for a (laughs) goblin. (laughs) Reg could get it um and my favorite thing is the link
1: to our patreon speaking of patreon want to hear more from your favorite idiots Well, you're in luck because we have a patreon for just a couple bucks a month you'll have exclusive access to some dm insights with nathan and behind the screens listen to nicole and ibs and what's what with dilly and dally and even a mini prequel campaign set in the world of lanamora
2: if a subscription to our patreon is too much of a commitment for you we'd love if you could leave us a quick review on itunes if you enjoy the show tell your friends about us new episodes come out every other tuesday at the moment so stay tuned
0: yes stay tuned uh and you know uh maybe tune in next week see how it goes uh we've got two episodes left in this season 1.5 so i'm sure something exciting is gonna happen uh how could it not right anyway we'll uh well, t- tune in next time. Good goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.